everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, if you know me well, you know for many years I didn't go to restaurants. Even though I worked in a restaurant as a chef for many years, I always preferred to eat at home because I found that the food was better, more plentiful, and cheaper. Until I went to a restaurant called Faux Fresh. And now I am obsessed with the chef's food that even though it's a 45 minute drive, which means it takes about 90 minutes or two hours round trip, we go every week and we pick up food for several days and we have our meetups there. I have no idea why I love this food so much. Maybe you'll find out today. Maybe we'll find out his secret. The restaurant is called Faux Fresh. It is not a vegan restaurant, but they have an extensive vegan menu. And the chef, who you're going to meet in a moment, knows about the diet that many of us up here follow called SOS free, not SOS. It's not the SOS diet guys, because everybody's on the SOS diet. Everybody eats sugar, oil, and salt. It's the SOS free diet. And with a little bit advance notice, he'll make these recipes SOS free. And they're, I don't know. It's like, it's just delicious food. I love this food, especially the soup, which is, I guess, pronounced pho. I call it pho because the restaurant's pho fresh. And he's got this secret noodle he's going to tell us about. He's actually going to show us how he makes pho today. Please welcome Chef John. You don't know me very well, but I'm telling you, I didn't eat at restaurants for 10 years. Yes, we don't. I mean, the first time we met, you know, what you said is that's very intriguing. So, I mean, everybody go out and eat, right? But you don't have the trust in the restaurant because you, you want to know what you put in and, and you want to feel safe when you're eating. So... And that's what for fresh is. We want to put in the right ingredient for everybody that's healthy and and it's vegan. So that's what makes us different. Well, you know, you've won a lot of awards, vegan awards for best this, best that. I mean, why I'm trying to deconstruct your food because it's simple food. And in some ways it's simple. And what I mean by that is one of my mentors, the owner, a co-owner of the North Health Center, Dr. Alan Goldhammer says, anybody can be a great chef if you use enough sugar, fat, and salt. It's pretty easy to deep fry things and make them taste good. But for you to make it taste that good without these things, like, how do you do it? Like, what's your secret? And why can't I make food as good as you? What makes me want to eat food is, uh, is the texture. So if you don't have the right texture, everything is just soggy or overcooked or undercooked. So when you, when you try to find uh, stuff to replace, you know, the right texture for your palate, that's the most important part in the cooking. Anybody can cook, but you can always overcook and. Uh-oh, you froze. Please come back. This is too good to please come back. Is he frozen for you guys? Oh, because I can't do this show myself. It's a cooking demo. Let me text him. Oh, why now? Oh, there you go. You froze for a second. Oh, internet's fine, but... Okay, good. Well, that's okay, because you're back. Thank goodness. Well, you talked about texture, and I agree with you, because there's basically three dishes that I get over and over from you that are SOS-free. The Chef AJ vegetable pho, the L's mushroom noodles, and the, I don't know what you're calling it, the Buddhist feast. And your vegetables are not mushy. And they're not, they're not raw either. They're like, they're like perfect. Because with cooking, it's a, you have to understand that it's on a timeline. It's a, it's about a science also. Everything's about a number because with cooking vegetables, especially if you're not picky with the time and amount of how you're cooking and boiling, everything is just going to be the same. 
So I'm very picky with pre-boiling veggie and to a time frame where it's preset to every single veggie is different. You can't cook all the same veggie at the same time. It doesn't work like that. So what I'm hoping to show you today is to make a chow mein out of, you know, not zucchini noodle, not squash noodle, but this noodle that you're obsessed with and how to, to get to that, that texture. So I am obsessed with your food. And I'm curious, where did you learn to cook? Where did you develop your passion for it? And, and, and you're Vietnamese, correct? Well, I mean, Vietnamese, Thai, Ch and Chinese, you know, we all use a lot of herbs and spices. So I learned to cook for my mom and I expressed my cooking, you know, through my wife. She approved the dish and because she's a she's an eater. And if she says it's good, then you know what? Then most likely the person who's gonna eat it will be like it too. So and with Vietnamese food, you know, we use a lot of uh, lemongrass and ginger. And so let me get, so since I'm gonna make you a bowl for today, and then I'm gonna make the, um, the noodle with the chow mein basically, but we're gonna use uh, mushroom noodle. And then I'm gonna show you the mushroom noodle a bit, but I wanna get started on the stock pot for the pho, okay? So we're gonna do this from scratch. And, and the stuff that we're gonna, I'm gonna throw it in first and then we go back to the noodle, okay? Sounds good, John. So the first things first is we're going to use um, it's the two ingredients that's needed is cinnamon stick. Okay. And then I'm going to use six clover of anisole. So we're going to throw this in first and then we're going to do it. And then after that, what you want to do is throw in the ginger handful. But what I have here so far is about five quart of water. So five quart of water is gonna feed about six people. This first, because we're gonna need that, that broth to cook the chow mein. So that's how, that's how I evolved in cooking is trying to understand and replace the flavor and texture with um, what you call it. It's because we're not doing, I'm trying to minimize on salt and sugar. So right. we're infusing a lot of flavor into the broth and then we're gonna use that broth and then we're gonna cook the chow mein with it. So that's why, that's why maybe you go out and eat at my place, chef. So, okay, so for the pho, this is a veggie pho. So what we have so far is this anise, cinnamon and ginger. So the three main ingredients in the soup. But everything else you add on is enhancing the sweetness and the aroma. So the next thing I have is, is daikon. I know that most people don't have daikon at home, but. Oh no. And then, you know, we can just pre-stew that. So if you don't have daikon at home, it's fine. So we're gonna get this going. So I have that. And then yellow onion. So for five quart, because I'm trying to minimize on, you know, the sugar and salt. So you want to double a lot of the veggie. And even though it seemed like a waste, but you're going to get so much out of it that, you know, you're going to feed yourself for days. So we're going to cut these up, you know, increase the surface area. So 
it become cooked faster. So I'm gonna do two yellow onion. There. Has your mom eaten at your restaurant? No, she'll probably give me one stall. Does she live in the United States? No, she does. She does eat my food. But I have to finish her food, though. <laughs> <laughs> she only eats certain stuff, but she's very low. Um, that's why I learned it from, from the vegan people that as you, as you get older, you have um, things do become saltier. So I get a lot of lecture from her about my food being too salty. So, so it's, a, you know, it's a balance. You, Has she tried for any of your SOS free dishes? Um, I have made her veggie soup and um and stir fry the Buddha, just like you said. So when whenever I can, I you know, I try to tell her, you know, like you have to go lesser on these. And so I mean she listened and her food has changed over time, but um but I think that's more of a palate thing as you, you yeah. know, you grew. Because so you're opening a vegan restaurant like in a couple of months. Yes, I'm hoping to be in a, by July or August. And, and that's my, uh, you know, my passion is to, to give, you know, the vegan community a, a place where they have these food where they have never had before. Because what, what's a normal vegan dish? salad vegan hamburger i mean tofu imitation meat but what i what i have you know worn and created you know out of passion because there is a lack of vegan food in this community so when i first joined the community i didn't realize there was a lack of food and that's what caused me to you know create these food and texture for for people to transition and people who are vegan to find that you know there's better food than hamburger and salad well your restaurant's almost always busy with vegans and not vegans and who in the vegan community came to you and told you about sos free when did this happen because a lot of chefs don't even want to hear about it don't be frozen again guys please Guys, he's actually in Rancho Cordoba and not technically in Sacramento. And the restaurant he's opening called Faux Vegan will be right next door to Faux Fresh, which is on Coloma in Rancho Cordoba. Yes. Yeah, you you, you, I'm sorry, you froze for a minute. So um, I, I don't know if you heard my question about who, when and how did you first hear about that there were just, there were people that weren't only vegan, but that required no oil, sugar or salt in their food. How did that come to be? Uh, through vegan people that I met, and uh, when I joined the vegan society through my uh, through my godmother Karen, and um, she introduced me to Bethany. She was the lead of the vegan the vegan society, and she she started she launched off the uh, vegan chef challenge in Sacramento. And now you probably heard of it; it's all over, you know, part yep. of the United States and the world. You know, I just saw Bethany on Sunday. I was speaking at the Seattle Veg Fest and we talked about mm -hmm. you. Unfortunately, she moved to Washington. I've replaced her, I guess. So that that's amazing. So, I, you know, we have to have a make a big deal about when you open this restaurant. There's a couple of questions, John, about uh, what was the, the thing you put in after the onion? And if you didn't have daikon, could it be replaced with another radish? 
I don't know why he keeps purple and all that stuff. But if you have cabbage, what I put in early was cabbage. If you have a cabbage, throw in the whole cabbage. Cabbage is just going to be a natural sweetener. So throw it in and let it stew. But if you have something else that, that you know that's going to be light in color and, you know, create that natural sweet, then, you know, then just throw it, cut it off and throw it in. So what I did, I throw, you know, we don't, we don't eat the scallion. So, you know, I cut off the scallion of the onion and then you have extra, you just throw it in. So. You know, just your plain broth is like, I could just drink it without anything in it. It's yeah, so and, good. And because the broth, when, when I make the SOS broth, it takes at least an hour to infuse it out. So, so the other thing that you need is, uh, if you have, is carrot. And the reason why carrot is going to be important because it's going to give that golden, nice color instead of white. And it gives that natural sweetness also. So if you have carrot, if you don't want to peel it off, it's fine because, you know, it's just wash it off and then cut whatever you can and just throw it in. Okay. So we're going to leave that to, we're going to leave that to boil. And then we're going to focus on, on Al's dish, which is basically a, a chow mein. And what makes a chow mein? A chow mein is a noodle dish made out of, And you need, um, basically you need a mixture of, you know, you need a mixture of diced cabbage and carrot. Okay, so we're gonna throw this in the pot first. And you're gonna have yellow onion and green onion. Honestly, to me. You know, I think, what I think is so extraordinary about your work is anybody can make food taste good with a lot of oil, sugar, salt, and fake meat and all that stuff, but you actually make vegetables taste good. Yeah, I don't, I hate vegetable, but I think once you realize the, the cooking time of how the vegetable is, you get to enjoy the crunchiness and the natural sweetness of it. So is that, you long? Did, yeah, you're on. Did you put in the roots of the scallions also? You put in the ends, the whole scallion? Yeah. Because you don't want to throw a lot of stuff away. Whatever you can throw away that's natural sweet, throw it into the stock pot. So, I love it. So the more, the better. It's okay. Because, but in the end, it's like ginger and scallion, all this stuff, you know, you don't, you don't want to throw in too much of the anise and cinnamon. And you throw the ginger root in whole and unpeeled, right? Yes, because you wash it off and... As long as you slice it and give it the right volume, you know, surface area for to extract out, it's fine. We don't, we don't have time to pre-peel this and make it nice and clean because we do in a stock. But if you stir fry it, you want to peel it off and make it look, you know, like you try to make it look, you know, nice, nice. and clean. But it's something we don't, I don't eat ginger. Do you eat ginger? I No, I don't personally, no. I like the smell and the taste of it, but I can't eat ginger. So Yeah, it's a little strong for me sometimes when they when it, it can be overpowering when it's crushed and put into a it dish. Has, it has that spice taste. So so let's get to what makes a chow mein still. Um, so what we're throwing so far is, is yellow onion cut, and we have cabbage, and then we have diced carrot, and we have, uh, you know, two inches of, Green onion. To me, this is what makes the name chow mein. 
and then you have your noodle, of course. Right? But yeah, and most noodles are just made out of like white flour. Yes, but with chow mein, it's yellow. Uh, they make it yellow. They make it yellow. How, what makes it yellow? It's the egg. Oh, and that's not even vegan. So yeah, interesting. When you find, when you find a chow mein that's vegan, it's, made out, uh, it's turmeric is added to it and food color. Oh. So, but we leave that to another day. So what we have so here so far, now is the noodle part. So to me, to me, what helped me eat veggie is texture. And this guy here is huge. Yes. What is it? It's a king oyster mushroom. Yes. The reason why it's called king oyster is because of its size. There's no mushroom that is this big. And this is a large size of mushroom. They do have an extra large that is that you can get so much more out of it. Can you excuse me one minute? Of course. Long is on. So guys, I'm going to tell you something. I really intend to like to say the word hate. I'm trying not to use that, but I intensely dislike mushrooms. Never have. Always thought they were disgusting, but everybody says they're so important to your health. And the only way I've ever been able to eat mushrooms was one is to air fry them with spices like pepperoni or bacon spice from local spicery or the way John presents them as noodles. And they're not made of mushrooms. They are the mushroom. And I don't even know I'm eating mushroom because they have the exact texture of pasta when they're in the pho or the pho and when they're in the chow mein and they look like mushrooms and they're literally just a mushroom. So that's why it's so extraordinary. Sorry, the restaurant alarm was on. That's okay. I, how are you going to manage with two restaurants? Are you going to just run back and forth and cook at both? Well, my... My other vegan restaurant will help, uh, you know, make pho fresh a lot easier because what, what makes us different is that um, I incorporate every vegan sauce into the regular meat sauce and, you know, the regular clientele that eat meat doesn't know that they're eating vegan butter, vegan mayonnaise, you know. Uh, there's That's no great. And we won't tell them because they're probably not going to be watching this show. I'm not going to tell them, you know what, if you like it, then you know what, then it's just how you mind process. So it's, it just, when you don't, if you don't know, it doesn't hurt. So that's just, that's how I look at it. That's brilliant. There was a restaurant that I work with in LA. I'm not going to, I can't say their name, but they took the oil out of everything and all their sauces and soups. They just didn't tell anybody. Yeah. I, I, I focus on that because when you tell them like the mind, the mindset changes, and then they're going to like, oh, so I, I don't tell them. If you like it, then to me, I did my job. Nice. Okay, so let's get to the noodle part. We all know how to make noodle, right? So what you need is... Is for you not to freeze. <laughs> but I'm guessing he's going to say a really good julienne peeler. This is weird that he's freezing, guys, because we're in the same city. Usually this happens when it's international. Are we back on? Yeah, we're back on. Okay. So the, the reason why I love this mushroom is because there's five texture in here and you can do so much different variety of, you know, of dishes. So what you have here is the cap and the cap, if you cut off the top, it become very soft, a nice, smooth, soft texture where it's not, what's almost like butter. So when you cook the top, you know, you get a different section. And you can see right here where it start breaking down right here. This is 
this part here is become very chewy. It's, you know, you can't, you, you have to gnaw on it. And then when you get down to the base, you know, most people have to throw away because it's so crunchy. So you have, you have soft and you have crunchy. And in the middle, you have to utilize the outside because with a mushroom king oyster mushroom, when, when you cut the middle, you, you can see, you can see the strand outside. And see that strand is a fiber strand. And then it goes from, from beginning to the end. So when I discovered that to make this, before I made these mushroom noodles before, I did it by hand. How did you even think to do this though? I mean, you're really, really, it's, it's a natural sign. It's just, if, if this, you're not forcing it to be a noodle. You just gotta, you just gotta make it look like a noodle. I mean, you should like patent this or something and, and sell um, it. It's not enough money for me. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but can, you know, can I come? Yeah. Have you, you can have you want, but this is how, this is how it's going to take to make a bowl of noodle. You have, you have to strand it. You know, you have to literally just keep going with it. And how much can you, you know, I mean, one of this can make a good size. So, so now you have the julienne, but now look, it breaks apart and, and it's not like squash or zucchini or, you know, look, it's, you, it's, it's a good crunchy texture. And yeah, it's, it's really a noodle. You wouldn't yeah, know it's, it's really not a noodle. noodle. And I, you know, I can't eat the, the, the squash noodle because it doesn't, it's, it's soggy, but this one holds its texture when you. Oh no, it's gotta be on his end. Cause I'm not freezing. Right. Guys, are your is your mind blown by this? All right, you're back. You're back. You're back. So what I did so far was just two mushroom king oyster. I know it's gonna be rough for a certain geographic to find this because they, they, they're normally gonna be like really tiny at most places. But if you happen to see one that's like you know that's a decent noodle length, you know grab it. It's not gonna go bad. And you can do so much with it. If you can't julienne it and do something with it, there's always other stuff to do because the, the bigger it is, the more flavor and other stuff you get out of it. So if you see it, take it. So this is just a whole bunch of noodle. So are we still on? We are still on. Yeah. So what I have so far is uh, we're going to do the chow mein first. So I, I'm julienne enough chow mein. Okay. But before, so what I have so far is just this. This, you don't want to pre-blanch because it's going to cook on its own because these you can eat raw. And whatever you can eat raw, don't overcook the veggie. Right? I mean, it's just, you don't want your, your veggie soggy. So what I want to do first is I'm going to make a vegetable mushroom noodle chow mein. That's what it's called, or Al's chow mein. So if you're going to use broccoli, you have to remember that broccoli takes a long time to cook. So you don't want, you don't want to cook this in with the chow mein. You want to pre-cook the mushroom first, because mushroom takes at least two minutes to five minutes to cook, depending on how you like it. So we're gonna throw this in the water first.
Okay, so we're gonna pre-boil. We're gonna pre-boil the, the broccoli. Okay. And AJ, I already smell the the cinnamon and the anise star on the soup. It's you ready for the soup? Are those baby bok choy? Yes, uh, these are Shanghai bok choy. They're, they're more green. The other one, the regular bok choy has more of a white stem and those are thicker, like a cabbage. So you cook it longer. So after the broccoli, since we have, we already dropped the broccoli, now we drop in the, the bok choy to cook. So what, what I'm showing you here is, is a, it's a fast approach to a dish because if you're going to work, you're going to have, you're going to have too much water coming out from the veggie and your, your broccoli is going to be undercooked and your bok choy is going to be overcooked. So, so you time it wise where your broccoli, the stuff that is very long to cook, you cook first, right? So we throw in the bok choy and bok choy is going to take a minute. So we throw in the bok choy. And if you have other veggie at home, it's okay to cut it up and throw it in the chow mein because you're gonna call it a vegetable chow mein with mushroom noodle, right? So whatever veggie you have, you know, zucchini, squash, anything, mush, any type of mushroom, you take it out and you pre-cut it where, you know, it's an edible size and then you throw in your, your noodle dish. And we're gonna make two dishes today. We're gonna to do the soup like, you know, but then we're gonna do the chow mein first. So now mushroom, you know, mushroom we eat raw, right? Well, they say it's better cooked for some reason. It's better cooked is because to be honest, the reason why you cook mushroom is because you have to wash it. Every single mushroom that you get from anywhere, if you want to sustain its shelf life and, and its look, you can't wash mushroom and, and put it away. You have, most of it comes dirty. So that's the reason why it's the same thing why we pre-blanch this. So I'm gonna have mushroom, carrots, and then celery. See, I don't like celery. If I'm gonna make it, I'm not gonna eat it. So if somebody you know that don't eat it, don't put it in because they're not gonna like it. They're gonna hate your food, okay? So we're gonna blanch this. And then just 30 seconds, okay? I don't know if you can see this or not, but I'm gonna have this stove on. Yeah, so are you putting it in the pan? Cause we can, we can only see, we can't really see into your I'm gonna pan. turn on the stove right now. I'm gonna get this heat up. Okay. And I'm gonna show you the, la the, the one trick for a chow mein. So, so, so far in the pan, we only have the stuff that is very fast to cook. And, you know, you don't need to pre-boil anything on this. It looks like you're using a regular pan, not a wok. Um, this is, to me, is a, a nonstick wok. So, if you see a nonstick, buy the nonstick. Don't... Oh, you're frozen again. It's frustrating and I apologize. I don't know why this doesn't usually happen. I don't think my internet. Is there. Yeah, I don't know why you're you're because you you live in my area. This is yeah. 
I'm not getting any notifications on my side for instability. Do you have a lot of stuff going on in your house? A lot of things running, a lot of I people. Kids are at school, so no one's on their tablet. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Let's pray to the technology gods because we got Can they hear me though? Oh, I can hear you great, but when you freeze, I can't hear you or see you. Oh my God. Can you see me now? Are we I back? Now, yep, you're back. Okay. So the, the veggie is pre-cooked. Okay, so, so the veggie is pre-cooked, right? I don't really see it, but I'm gonna scoop it out. I'm gonna drain as much water as I can. It's pre-cooked already. So I'm gonna throw it into the pot. So this is the reason why you have This is the reason why you have nonstick because if you're SOS and you're trying to do anything without oil, you can't get it from anything else besides nonstick because what makes food taste good is, is the oil that makes it char and makes it crispy. So if you're gonna use a pan that is not nonstick, you can't get that imitation char and crispiness, that burnt, that, that smell of cooked food. That's what makes barbecue popular. So right now the, the stove is on high and we're letting this thing sizzle. It's not gonna burn. See, it's already having a char on it. And that's what you want is that smell. So. And did you put any oil in the pan and what kind of pan is that? It's just a nonstick, any nonstick pan that you have and it's not gonna last forever, but when it, when it become, you know, sticky, just throw away and buy a new one because your food and the time that you put into it is more important than, you know, a $10 pan. So now to make the chow mein noodle, right? Is you take the noodle, you don't want to cook this with it. It just become water. You're going to produce more water out of it. So we're going to blanch it also. See? So you know what, what I'm showing you is from time and experience and failure and all this stuff. You know, if my wife were to see this, she'd probably be like, why are you tell me everything? You know, they're gonna open a restaurant. So, but you know what? If they you know what, John, the truth is, is most people aren't gonna do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to show them that, you know, there's, there's good vegan food out there. And when when I met you, Chef H.A., it was a whole new challenge. And, and I see that from, from your perspective, there is, there's good food from it too. You just got to put your mind to it and not give up because God, who's going to cook with SOS? It's, it's just it's, crazy. It's such a lazy way to cook. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's like, but, but once you, my God, you try for a day or two, it's, it makes it different on your body. And, and once, and once you get that, you, you just want to keep going, right? So, so it's a matter of just finding a balance of texture. And so, so those who doesn't, you know, how to, you know, shake it and stuff, just use this and just keep mixing it, okay? So now the veggie are cooked. We're gonna put on low. And the mushroom noodle, the mushroom noodle only takes a few minutes. See, now we got, look at it. It's becoming like noodle right now. I'm gonna show you in a bit. You need to be on one of the, the 
television competition shows? No, it's not my style. <laughs> okay, so. How long has Faux Fresh been open? It's been open for six years, but I've been in the business <laughs> for a long time. And so now you see, it's, it's becoming the texture and, and the way it will, it's just like a noodle. And when you eat it, it has that crunchy taste where you don't get sick and tired of, you know. I could eat that every, I mean, I wish you would just sell the noodles. I'd buy them and I'd pretend they were like, I'd put marinara on them. I would just use them instead and of pasta. the kitchen all day, chef. I know, I know <laughs> what you mean. But the thing is, is, you know, I don't find pasta all that healthy, even if it's made from one oh, ingredient. That's the thing is, I, I don't eat carb. I, I don't eat carb myself. I cut off carb and sugar completely from, from, from my daily diet. So, but to find this, it, I'm able to substitute carb and, and it's fulfilling. So, so what we have in here so far, so we have, we have all the veggie and noodle right now. It's just sizzling and burning without any seasoning or anything at all. So if you're going to cook for someone, the chow mein, like Chef AJ, you said, you know, you don't like spicy, right? You can't eat spicy. I, I could eat it. It's not my favorite. You know what I mean? So if you're going to cook a chow, you know, any dish for some, per, some person who, who likes spicy, then you throw in spicy for them. You know, you, you have to cater to their palate, not to your food. If they're going to eat the food, you have to give them what they prefer. Just because you like spicy doesn't mean everybody's going to like spicy. Right? So, so if this dish, if this is, this is a typical um, Chef AJ's dish where I'm just going to throw in, you know, dry herbs, dry herb and spices. You know, you, you add this on to enhance the flavor. But now, now that you have enough stuff in it, normally the, the stock pot will be at least a few hours to get that aroma out. But just for show, you know, we're going to pretend that, you know, it's an hour later stewing, right? So we want to take So I want to take a broth. So I'm gonna take the broth. I say that half a cup of it. I'm gonna pour into the chow mein. And then you want to blast on high heat. You want to blast on high heat and let it simmer up until it dry. Because the more dry it is, the more dense the flavor is left behind, right? So you're not cooking a soup. From it, you look, it looks like you're cooking a soup, but, but you, you're just pre-boiling all of it out and until it's dry and then you shake it and stir it and mix it and then you have your chow mein. So, so right now, you know, we have, we have veggie that's simmering in water. And so you have a high heat, it's going to dry up. And then it's just not just the chow mein with veggie. It's you have, if you think out of the box, you know, you can make this a, a different flavor. Like, you know, if you know someone who likes, you know, ginger, you know, pre-slice it up and throw in more ginger for them. Or if you want spicy, you know, you, you can throw in, you can throw in the pepper for them and mix them a whole new dish. 
So you have a spicy chow mein. Because the reason why you want to throw in why it's cooking like this, because the aroma is going different. Most people, they're not going to add the veggie, I mean, add the spice when they're eating because it's It become a Thai dish. Are we, are we still on? Yeah, you froze for a second. You, when you freeze, you don't see me, correct? No, I see you. Okay. So right now it's still simmering. But so if you want, if you love to smell basil and stir fry with it, you know, Thai, Thai dish is very popular with basil. So when, when this is almost ready, which is this, almost dried up. So if you throw in the basil, if you throw in the basil last, to those who like basil, don't do basil for everybody, okay? If you throw it in last and you let it you let it simmer up. And then you have you have a basil chow mein. So so you have spicy chow mein, ginger chow mein, veggie chow mein, basil chow mein. You you use a different basil though, right? You're using Thai, Thai basil. It tastes different than regular basil. Yes, it tastes totally different. And it's uh I don't like basil but I love the smell of it. It's it changed out the food completely. So, so what do we have? So we have the basil right now is wilted, and that's good enough because you can smell it already. And then you put it on a nice plate. And then you got yourself, you know, a veggie chow mein. And there's not, there's not really a sauce in there. It's just it's just from all the flavor of the spices, right? Yep. From all the flavor that, all the veggie that, you know, they all have their own veggie. But it tastes so good. And your food is filling, but not in a way that makes you sick. I can't explain it. My husband can only eat like half an entree of yours. I eat the whole thing when I get it. Uh-oh. He's frozen. Do you guys like my little patch here, though? Putting on my couple of my things. I don't know if you can see what it says. Well, we hope he comes back. I hope you guys can come to this restaurant. If anytime you visit the Sacramento area, if you live in the Bay Area or Tahoe, it's a two-hour drive or Vacaville. It's, it's worth it, let me tell you. And if you're in my meetup group, we're going to be going there for lunch on Sunday, May 28th at 1130 to 1. And if you're not in my meetup group, just join. It's Healthy Living in Lincoln with Chef AJ. We go to restaurants every month and have potlucks almost every month and conferences. I am hoping he will come back. Oh, there he is again. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay so, so I, I made the noodle. It's, the noodle is not overcooked. You still get your noodle texture. You know, you put sriracha or you put your hot oil, not hot oil, but hot chili. So, you know, we have the dry chili paste. You can add that on and it become a different dish. So, so this is just the base, but if you enhance it with like Chef AJ does, you know, with a little bit of balsamic or what's the other stuff that we use? I don't even find I need to put balsamic on your food. It's so good. Yeah. So, and then you see a lot of, a lot of the veggie is not overcooked, but it's still like the bok choy. You see, it has this char and that's what that create that, that taste and that texture on that. It's literally the healthiest food on the planet. I'm going to be taking Dr. Doug Lyle there soon. 
<laughs> he doesn't personally like pho, but he will love all your other dishes. It's it's a good it's a good break. So, but it's you you got to be creative on this. You know, you, if you have your own sauce, throw on top of it. You know, try it out. It doesn't hurt. You can always you can always you know create a new dish with the same dish. Just you know. I make a sauce. I'm going to bring it for you one time and see if you like it because I like to eat low fat. And so I make a peanut sauce, but instead of using peanuts, I use chestnuts and I put all the traditional things in it, like rice vinegar, lime juice. For sweetener, I use dates instead of any kind of sugar, crushed red pepper, ginger and garlic. And I think it's pretty good. I'm going to bring it and let you can tell me what you think. And you're frozen. And if you like it, you can put it in the restaurant. <laughs> call it chef aj sauce yeah i have a shelf for that what's your most popular from the vegan menu of your restaurant fresh what is the most ordered dish uh i wouldn't there probably uh we have so many but probably a banh mi a vietnamese sandwich so and i think that's you know maybe be a different segment but it's it's gonna have to be banh mi or where you take all the um, pickled daikon and carrots with a French bread and you stuff it in with tofu or imitated chicken. And Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. How will faux vegan be different from faux fresh? Well, not for a vegan. We're going to, it's going to be vegan fresh. So the vegan fresh restaurant next to us is everything that we can't sell at faux fresh and that we have won the award for we're going to bring it over to the other location where we don't mix the two. So vegan fresh is going to be 100% different in food and, and menu. So, and, and what I've been wanting to, to. No, don't freeze. Don't freeze. You are. Maybe I should go like this. This means you're frozen. Yes, Susanna, that's a great suggestion. I would definitely have him back and maybe he can do it from the restaurant. Maybe he'll have better Wi-Fi. And guys, I have my regular show at 11 today. Today is another fabulous demonstration of cooking from Well Your World, Dylan Holmes. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're freezing again. John, maybe we could do it next time. People are saying when you get the restaurant, the new restaurant open to do it again, maybe we can do it from your restaurant before it opens. Maybe the Wi-Fi will be better. I mean, I would love that. It's, uh, I don't know why it's not. Yeah. When it's on the internet, this seems fine, but when I'm using it. Oh, great question, Mary. Once you open Vegan Fresh next door to Faux Fresh, will Faux Fresh continue to have a vegan menu? Yes, Faux Fresh will still, will still be, will still be 100% the way it is. We're not going to change anything. But everything that, that we can do at, at Faux Fresh will be over at Vegan Fresh. So if you want like a, you want like a vegan breakfast fried rice, it'll be over at Vegan Fresh. If you want a vegan breakfast banh mi, it'll be over there. So it's stuff that you can't get at Fall Fresh. Great. So do we have time? Yeah, we have all the time you want. So what, what we have been pre-boiling is, is the, the, the stock for... Uh, Uh, is uh, is you know you stew the stock, but in traditionally you do beef stock, chicken stock, and those are the only two that normally comes up with pho. But we incorporate where we can stew veggie stock. 
So what I showed you earlier today is everything that's in it is what makes it a natural pho that's sweet on its own because of the veggie that we use. And, and what makes it a pho is because you can smell the cinnamon and you can smell the anise on it. So that's- I, I had no idea those things were in it. Do you, do you make the, the broth every single day? Every single day. We don't save nothing for the next day and- That's why you call your restaurant fresh. Yes, and we have to stick that by that because there's so many, there's so many restaurants that does the same concept, but if you don't stick by what you believe in, then you become the same restaurant. So, if you have anything left at the end of the day, can I come over and get it? I don't know. By the time you drive there, we'll be closed. Huh? Oh my gosh. So you're, you're, you're open every day, but Wednesday, what about the new restaurant? Will it have the same schedule? No, it's just going to be open when, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday dinner. I did not know that. So maybe we could rent it out the other days for some vegan events. Yes, it's open for renting out. It's going to be, you can do your own cooking. You can do your own cooking uh, class there and you can reserve the place for a certain day for a vegan event. So it's going to be 100% vegan. You have a vegan birthday party, vegan anniversary, and you know we're catered to vegan food to you. So oh this will be 100% no meat. That is amazing. Um, and the kitchen and utensil and everything is the same thing. We're not going to, we're not going to cross anything over there. So, wow. That's, that's my, that's my, you know, gift back to, because I believe the vegan people and the vegan society, you know, they deserve a place of their own. So wow, you're amazing. Hey, can you cater my next year's conference? Can you, can you, can you, can you cater for 300? Uh, I can get the staff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, what could you make though? I'm trying to think that would be there's going to be. It's going to, it's in Sacramento. Okay. I mean, I can always help out with some part. I mean, you know, we don't, you don't want to do the whole thing with, with the same chef. If you branch it out. Oh, that's right. We, we switched it because the first conference we did with chef Angelique from Zest, the one in September we're doing with chef Ramses Bravo from true North. So we do like to change it around so people can be exposed to different types of vegan food. No, it's a, I think when you have the Asian uh, flavor into the food, it become a different. And I think that's what's, that's what's missing. So, so good. And it's so, it's so gentle on the stomach, you know, compared to other foods that I've eaten and your food just sets so well with me. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's just, I'm obsessed and I, I make my poor husband drive to get it, you know, even in the rain, you know, we get, we get like four things that'll last us, you know, a few days. Him so let's, uh, let's jump to the soup. Let's make it quick. I call it a quick pho. So the reason why you want to do soup one night is because you can serve four to eight people, you know, in 10 minutes and, and it's fulfilling. You can change, you can change the flavor of the soup to spicy, to sour, you know, to more sweet or to no sweet or less. So, because there's so many. So what I want to make is a base. So normally, so normally with pho, you have, you have your traditional rice noodle, but a rice noodle is, is more healthier because it's less processed than, you know, flour noodle. It's not processed at all. You literally yeah. just cut it. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's the antithesis of being processed. It's completely, yeah. yeah. And that's why it's easy. It's easy on the stomach. So when you eat this, you feel fulfilling, but you're going to get hungry again, you know, in a few hours. And that's, that's why pho is eat as breakfast, lunch, and dinner for, for our culture. So you can eat it and still go to work. It's, you know, it's, 
it doesn't weigh you down. So if you're gonna do a soup with rice noodle, um, you know, you buy, this is, this is only a pound of noodle and you can feed about four people with this. So, so if you're gonna take the rice noodle and make a bowl, it only take 30 seconds of the noodle to cook in the water. Okay, so, and what I wanna do is, is the mushroom pho, which, so I'm gonna take the same noodle, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pre-cook it. Is there a hallmark of Vietnamese food that makes it different from other Asian cuisine? Yes, there is. What is it, please? We, uh, we utilize a lot of uh, fresh, uh, fresh chili and we utilize mainly um, lemongrass. So lemongrass is our, is our staple in, in a lot of the food. And we don't add that to the pho just because it's a staple because if you add that, it becomes a different broth name. But, but we utilize the lemongrass in a lot of the stir fry and a lot of the, what else is there? Hmm? Or marination, that's right. <laughs> we use a lot of lemongrass in the marination and that's a whole new topic of how to marinate veggie. So, is was that Teresa? Yes, that's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what makes us different is that we love lemongrass and it's very versatile in cooking. So it is from marination, which is really big, and uh, and stir fry. And so with Thai, you have you have a lot of curry and you had a lot of uh, basil. So you know, but then with Chinese food, you get a lot of the you know, the thickening uh, sauce and they utilize of, of ginger a lot. So everybody had to own, you know, focus on, on a certain type of uh, taste and aroma. So does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. Because I, I don't think I've ever had Vietnamese food before years and now it's my favorite. Yeah, we're more, we're, we're more simple. Thai food is a little bit more, uh, it's, it's a lot of flavor in there, a lot of spice, a lot of uh, coconut, so, but when you, when you're going SOS, I see that the Vietnamese food is easier to incorporate because we don't use a lot of, you know, those other heavy stuff. So, but what we have, let me get the soup. My wife trying to tell me something. Okay, so I pre I pre blanched the, the mushroom noodle. So we have we have the mushroom noodle, and we're gonna throw in, we're gonna pre cook the the veggie. And you know if if you have more veggie in your refrigerator that you do dispose that you're not eating, you know just cut it up to pieces and put it to a, to your bowl of soup. So, so what we have is noodle and veggie. So if, if you, 
if you want to enhance more into your soup bowl, you know, then you add more veggie that you like, you know, when you cater to someone who's eating, just remember and be respectful that what veggies that they like, put it in, you know, for them to eat. Not everybody eats the same. So, so to top off, to top off with, um, with pho is you want, you want to have your, add on your dice, cilantro and green onion. So you throw this in and then you, you get your condiment ready. So, okay. So now we have a finishing bowl of uh, of uh, pho with veggie. So the last thing you want to do is to scoop the broth out. We won't pretend that's been boiled for two hours. So it's only been. So the more, the more the better. It's going to turn more darker. It's fine. It's just caramelizing. So. Use a lot of regular onion in your cooking. We use we use all kinds. We use both the green and the yellow a lot. So so look at that. So I got you can see it's steaming up right now, ready to eat. So once you have this, you can you can accompany it with lemon. So you can add lemon to it and make it more citrus. So you want more spicy, you know, you do the jalapeno and you want to change your aroma of the soup, you're adding on, you know, add on basil. And now you say you lemon, but sometimes I've seen you give lime. So is there a huge difference? Uh, they both have the same. It's just, we go with whatever's cheaper. Whatever's cheaper. I, I like lime better. <laughs> no, no, there's no, the recipes. The recipe. more sweet, uh, lemon is more sweeter. So it is a preference. If you use, if you use lemon, you're going to end up using more lemon. But if you're going to use lime, you have to use less. So always like lime's better. No, he's not going to write up the recipe. So you got to watch the video. Sorry. I'm sure you don't even use recipes when you cook, right? No, I don't. I It's, uh, it's still in my head already. Yeah, I bet that's a sign of a great chef. Like they don't need a recipe. <laughs> a food festival. Yeah, you're going to be appearing soon in, in Sacramento in June, right? Yeah, so I'll probably give the recipe there. Okay, great. Well, then you guys will have to come see him. You're, you're a really um, an amazing chef. I really... You see, you see Chef AJ? Look. So you have the bean sprout that's, that's just cooked just right with the hot broth. And then you have... So you have so variety of texture and, and, and spice that that's what makes pho, you know, you know such a... And and you can actually use the mushroom noodle in the pho for people like me that don't want the rice noodle. So we, we made it with uh, we made it with mushroom noodle. You know, we're trying to go healthy, and but then when you have you have leftover you have leftover oyster king mushroom. There's so much more to do with it. You can you can pre-slice this and pre-blanch it and throw it into the soup or stir fry with the chow mein also. So so it's so much variation on it that. Well, I'm addicted to your restaurant, and it's like this has never happened to me before. Or I have to eat somebody else's food so often. I wish it was closer. If I had known, I would have moved to Rancho Cordova instead of Roseville. Uh, 
Anyway, thank you so much. Just you're doing such a great service for the world and the vegan community in particular by giving them healthy, delicious food. Yeah, it's uh, I. There is an option out there, you know. I mean, it's not always about hamburger or French fry. It's you can always have a hot, you know, bowl of vegan food. You know, when. Well, I mean, your restaurant always seems busy. I mean, I mean, especially especially at meal times. You know, I mean, I it's, I remember the first time I went, I was like, well, I mean, it's like whoa. Yeah, we're in the middle of nowhere, so we're we're fortunate. <laughs> well, thank you so much for what you do, getting healthy, delicious food and making it accessible for those that not only are vegan, but that don't want sugar, oil, salt. I hope other chefs will take the lead from you, but I guess you have to be an extraordinary chef to cook without. Well, it has, since, since Bethany has started the program, uh, the Vegan Chef Challenge, there's so many that has, uh, you know, entered and, and put and stepped up their game and and it has been a lot more since we first started. So it's it's growing. Well, thank you, Bethany, if, you, if you're watching this. Actually, I'll send her this video. And yeah, we appreciate you uh, paving the way. And thank you, John. I hope you'll come back when the new place opens and maybe even do it from the restaurant. Don't freeze now. Well... Oh, there you go. So I don't, did you hear me say that? I hope you'll come back from the yeah. restaurant. Whenever you're ready. I'm... Well, okay. Well, wait, let's wait till we open it, till you open and then we'll, we'll do a big grand opening. Mm -hmm. That's fine. It'll be I mean, fun. I can film it live, but it's easier if we can do it on zoom and you can either make something or things like that. Well, I will see you on the 28th of May for our meetup. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, Chef John, and thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back at 11 o'clock for another fabulous cooking demonstration from Dylan Holmes from Well Your World. Reeves will be there too, and they're making things from their meal rotator. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.